Hey, this is Oka Nikolov and you're watching to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast in English, covering everything there is to know about Eintracht Frankfurt. The best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But, you know, we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter. That is at KCSGE. You can follow the show, Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, at HEF Pod on Twitter. We have a Facebook group that is facebook.com slash HEF Pod. Uh, all sorts of English news about the Eintracht, in addition to uh, new episode drops as well. As we're current, we're still switching over. Uh, there is a new iTunes feed, so uh, subscribe to that. Like us on there. Review us. Um, what wasn't able to uh, switch things over as in terms of our hosting platform. So uh, kind of awkward that we now have a uh, two. Uh, iTunes uh, locations, but one is defunct, one is active. So, that all being said, someone who had been on the inactive part of our HEF pod roster is now brought back to active, and uh, that's Roman in San Francisco. Hello, Roman. Wie geht's es Ihnen? Deutsche Pokalsieger, Deutsche Pokalsieger, SGE. I'm 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 fine. I'm really happy to be back. It has been a long trip in Europe, uh, but I it, I went to a lot of matches. I had my I got my Eintracht fix for a couple of weeks, and uh, but it's good to be back. It's good to be back, definitely. And I miss talking about all these things that I experienced in the podcast. But time zone that was just too tough for us. I couldn't I couldn't do the four a.m. one. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> for that, but that's just too tough. Hey, you know, it's okay. Uh, it's been a busy, busy time for the Eintracht, uh, needless to say. So, without further ado, let's kind of cover what's been going on. Dig, Roman, really, to let you... Because you were there at the Europa uh, at the Europa Pokal match against Lazio. You were there against Leipzig. You were there... Uh, I, Hanover, I was yeah, there. Hanover, Hanover, there we go. And that was the other one that I was uh, thinking of. And what was um, the other one? There was it another at, one? Uh, unless you went to, uh, you didn't go to Dortmund, I don't think. No, I, oh, Dortmund, that actually, that was, that was, that's, uh, that's like the weirdest story. So here's the thing, I was given a talk for Evonik, right, on, mm. on Thursday. Uh, in, That's the sponsor for in, uh, BFB, exactly yeah? at, at the sponsor at BFB, and I was given the presentation to the uh, um, to to the one of the board of directors um, of of Ivonic, right? And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I asked him like, is it possible maybe to get tickets because you know I had hotel booked, everything, everything was paid for, so to say. I got the trip there, I got the hotel. And everything. So I was like, oh my God, just stay like one more day, one extra day, get a free ticket to, you know, to the lounge and everything. VIP, uh, Ivonic Lounge, the game, Frankfurt, Ivonic. What a coincidence. And then I got the okay. I got the tickets. I was like, yeah, Roman, here you go. Here are your two tickets. Um, and then I kind of had to decline it because I had to go for another presentation on Friday to Hamburg, which totally I was. 
uh, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do, but how, how are the odds that you give a presentation for a main sponsor in the city where your team plays? I don't know. It was just really annoying that I couldn't go. But uh, yeah, anyways, Hamburg was nice too, but no Bundesliga game. But uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's because uh, in Hamburg, they don't play Erste Bundesliga anymore. They play Zweite Bundesliga. That's true. That's true. <laughs> And I don't know. I don't even know who's their sponsor. I don't even. Oh, that's uh, oh Fly Emirates. Emirates. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, they know. still have Emirates. Of course, that's you know if you're just talking about uh, you know uh, Hamburg. Obviously, there there are other teams in Hamburg. Uh, one team that is a little bit Good old more hipster than yeah. But the uh, real Hamburg you... team is uh, Altona, right? Altona 93. That is. The real amateur um, uh, team that you got to watch. I, I don't know if they're if, if they're the fifth league or whatever, but Altona is really a game because Altona is kind of neutral ground. So a few people from HSV hmm. and a few people from uh, St. Pauli go there. Uh, it's more it's more of a leftish uh, side team, right? So it's closer to St. Pauli. But uh, yeah, it's nice. It's at the Adolf Jäger Kampfbahn. You know, like the name of the stadium is. Uh, Amazing. I mean, Kampfbahn is kind hmm. of like fighting ground, you know. So it's, uh, um, it's yeah. So if you if you're in Evan Hamburg and you want to see an amateur game, it is you got to see Aldona 93. Great team. Uh, the colors are also actually uh, black, white, and red. So you know, very hmm. uh, very similar to us Frankfurt uh, supporters. So yeah, when I when I lived in Hamburg, I went to Altona uh, quite to quite a few games. So that's. Uh, Fun. They got some good funny chants as well. So they got a little bit of chanting, have a good sausage and a good beer. Yeah, that's uh, huh. all good things. Interesting. Yeah. So no melon, uh, whatever it is, the melon tour, no Volkspark uh, Stadion. Yeah. Well, None of the big guys. Well, when I lived in Hamburg, of course, I saw the Eintracht. Eintracht games in Hamburg, uh, obviously at the Volkspark, or at this point, I think the AOL or whatever arena, all these companies that don't exist anymore. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and of course I went to the, to the, uh, uh, to a few Pauli games. Uh, also, of course, the Pauli games against Frankfurt. Uh, oh, that was actually when I studied in Bremen. But anyway, so yeah, I've been to, to Hamburg, uh, to uh, quite a few stadiums. But I'm also an amateur guy, right? I love amateur soccer. I think that's where the heart of soccer actually lives. So actually, while I was in Germany as well, I watched like three, four games. Uh, I don't know if you saw on my Twitter feed. Uh, so my local club is FV Bad Vilbel, so to say. They're playing in the Hessenliga, which used to be the Oberliga, uh, which is, um, uh, I think it's a fifth league by now. I think it's, yeah, it's fifth league. Um, which for my town is uh, pretty respectively pretty good. And yeah, there was some good game. I saw uh, them play against Hessen Kassel, uh, VfL Gießen actually with um, uh, with Fink. Has Kassel really dropped that far? Good yeah, lord. Yeah, because they, um, they had to, uh, let's say they, um, they went bankruptcy. So they filed uh, bankruptcy. Again? Oh, no, no, no. Back in the time. So they're just, they're fighting, oh, okay. they're, they're fighting themselves better, uh, back up. But they are one of the three uh, professional teams in the Oberliga. So three teams of the Oberliga um, have a uh, kind of like a professional background uh, with professional players, so players that don't do anything. But um, and this is which team? Uh, that is, um, 
Kassel? Your, 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 not Kassel. Uh, your team. Oh, FV Bad Vilbel. Uh, green and white. Yeah. FV Bad Vilbel, and they play at the Niederstadion, which is also good. You can bring your own drinks. I love that, right? I mean, uh, you, you bring your own <laughs> apple wine, and uh, you, they have a very good sausage, you know, which is good, good bratwurst. Um, actually better than it in the in the Commerzbank Arena, uh, just for the fact that it's from a local, uh, from the local butcher shop, so to say, uh, kind of homemade or a town-made sausage, um, not uh, like of the kind of, the, of of a good barbecue, and uh, the beer is okay. It's a pretty old club now that I'm now that I'm looking at the information on it. Yeah. Like, wow, Rowan. Yeah, I know. We Effabat uh, Film is uh, is an old club. Uh, we're celebrating. 100 years next year, 1990. Yeah. So 1919, wow. that's when they were uh, formed. And uh, next year, we're going to celebrate the hundreds. Um, yeah, But we're not doing this season good because we just got up. Uh, so we just promoted into the Oberliga Hessen. And that could be another topic. I mean, I don't want to bore anyone about this, but when I was a little kid, <laughs> I went to see all these games. And at that point, like the league structure was so different, like the early 90s that we were actually in the third league. So at this, our shitty stadium, we had all the teams we saw. <laughs> Offenbach play, uh, Bad Filbel used to play, the Offenbacher Kickers, Darmstadt, FSV, uh, Victoria Aschaffenburg, of course, Hessen Kassel. Um, all these kind of well-renowned teams nowadays, they all played in Bad Filbel. And the stadium at this time would actually also pack. There were like 1,500 people uh, was like a, a standard uh, attendance for these games which uh, was very good. And there was a very good atmosphere as well. But uh, yeah, there would be another time. So, but anyways, look for your amateur team, amateur soccer. It's the best. So, so much for that. <laughs> so much for that, indeed. So your stadium experience, uh, let's go directly to uh, the most recent fixtures and we can kind of highlight on that as the Eintracht uh, will be getting back into Bundesliga form in just a few days. So let's get to uh, the win of a... Do you want to talk about Lazio? Do you want to talk about Hanover? Uh, take your pick. Well, let's, let's do roughly, let's do both of them, right? So Hanover was also, <laughs> a, I mean, I think there was another game that I watched. What other game was it? After? We kicked their ass. Yeah, well, which game was before Dortmund? Do you know? Before Dortmund? Before Dortmund uh, we yeah. lost to Bremen. Yeah, so I was there for Bremen. Yeah, Bremen was the other Oof. game. Yeah, so they were super annoying because obviously we lost it in the last minute. And uh, um, yeah, so that was annoying. So that wasn't that uh, that good of an experience. Not going to lie, that free kick was good. Yeah, but anyways, you know, you don't... Yeah, let's, So let's not talk about Bremen. Hanover, on the other hand, was of course... Um, uh, well, it was the game after the Marseille game, which of course was also great. Watching with my friends, barbecue. Mm -hmm. All this kind of stuff. But yeah, the atmosphere against Hanover, I mean, beating 4-1. I don't even remember the last time I saw Frankfurt beat uh, somebody 4-1. Uh, they have done this, but not with me in the stadium. Because I always thought it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, Frankfurt is cursed when I'm, when I'm there. Uh, but um, I get rid of this curse. Didn't you see uh, Eintracht beat Mainz 3-0, though? I think it did. Yeah, I yeah. think you were there once yeah. for that. Yeah. A couple of years ago. But 3-0 is something then 4-1, right? So four goals, that is... Uh, Woof. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. And especially, yeah. But anyways, yeah, so the atmosphere was obviously amazing. I mean, what do you... Uh, um, uh, 
how how do I how do I start? I don't know if, if a few of you guys. I don't know if you've seen my live um, um, uh, tweets or my my uh, live shows that I did. You know, with the little <laughs> videos. Um, uh, the Leipzig one, the Leipzig one, I all had to remove for uh, for uh, rights issues. But uh, the ones it before happens. the games, and though I think I, I could I could leave those uh for the Hanover for the Hanover I think I did one for the Hanover and I think one for the Bremen game as well yeah mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah you were doing the kind of mat match tour kind of experience yeah. going you know refilling you know uh buying more beer drinking more beer eating the sausages yeah walking uh, through the woods I forget what plaza I forget what plaza you were at Oh, that's the Konstab that Lavache. So that's how that's where we meet. So right. So we're uh, we have so our our EFC, um, our fan club that that we founded with some friends. So uh, uh, Freunde Frankfurter Fußballs. That's the name of it. So friends of Frankfurt football. Um, we are about 60, 70 people, all kind of friends or friends of friends, and uh, we have thirteen season tickets. And uh, so there are always good chances that, you know, uh, we can go to the game because somebody's always sick uh, or somebody can't go for some reason. And, uh, yes, yeah, so there are always good chances. We me always meet at the Konstab Lavache first, um, you know, like until everyone comes in and we have we have our chit-chat. We start drinking because obviously beer is the cheapest from the supermarket. Uh, or sometimes they have a, um, I, th I think I filmed that too, when they have like the kind of farmer's market out there, you know, where you can have like, great apple wine and great sausages or whatever you want to eat, uh, the typical German things and or Hessian things. And uh, yeah, you start there, you start drinking, you start chatting. And then at some point you make the move, taking the S-Bahn to the stadium. Then, of course, there's another meetup place in the woods where we do. Um, um, uh, the reason for that, I'm not going to go into the details here, but uh, um, for some things you just want to be more uh, in the woods. And uh, yeah, and then you walk... <laughs> And then you walk to the to the stadium through the woods, and I think I Roman, said, it's perfectly okay if you have to take a. Uh, as uh, a friend of mine was once told, when uh, the line for the urinals was too too long, he was told by a copper, you know, if you have to pee, pee. Yeah, but that's uh, that, yeah, that's <laughs> but that's not what I'm referring to. So of course you pee, that's you do that, but you don't need to go into the woods. You just need to go at the woods, you know. Into the woods, you got to do for other things that are uh, that are uh, legal here in California, um, but not, <laughs> but not but not in Germany. So um, yeah, so then you have the woods. So you go into the woods and um, uh, you walk, and that's also a nice feeling through uh, the green smoke. Uh, uh, no comment. But uh, you 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 go through the woods to the stadium because obviously it's the Waldstadion. So it's good to go through the woods. Right? It kind of adds to the flavor. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then you kind of cheat your way into the into the line, and uh, off you go. But uh, watch the videos. That's all I can say. But back to topic. Lazio was amazing. There was a a vibe in the whole city, in the whole like wherever you like. Even when we started when we met up, everyone was excited. Uh, everyone was looking forward to the to the choreo. You know, like the the great fans. What they the ultras. What they planned. And we all knew that um, uh, um, uh, Kevin Prince Boateng is going to be there, uh, say his goodbyes. So we wanted to be there really early, right? At least half an hour before the game starts. And uh, so there wasn't a lot of waiting time. It was basically, are we all together? Okay, let's go. 
And uh, yeah, the vibe was really cool. The atmosphere, there was different smell, different energy. There was a little tingly tingle everywhere, you know, like you, and then once you got into the stadium, like it was just louder than usual. It was more energized than usual. Um, and I think you guys heard it over the TV um, that the chance, the, I mean, the whole choreography itself um, was, was just, uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was so much fun to be there to witness that. And, uh, and then of course the result itself, I mean, give me a break. There was a, it, it goes to my, I would say top five stadium experiences of my life. Yeah. I would, uh, I would, I would, I would definitely do that. And, uh, and I have not been to the DFB Bukal finale, right? So I can't put that in my list, but, uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. What, what do you want to know? Ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, how close were you to the pyrotechnics? And what did you? There's a lot of talk in UEFA mm. trying to get people to no longer do this. Is it really that hazardous? Yeah. So okay. So my personal opinion, of course, is so. It's a tough one. So I've been going to Frankfurt games since I was 14 years old, roundabout. I think. 13, 12, maybe, whatever. And I, I think I started going in the gay block, you know, that where like all the fans used to be, like the hardcore block at that time or the 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 um, the part. And uh, I think I was 15, 16 the first time I went there. And there was flares all the time, right? There were these Bengalos were like just a standard thing and nobody really cared. I mean, there was an announcement, but you know, all you do is you, you, you blow it up, you hold it up and, uh, and, that was it, you know, that nothing ever happened. I never heard of anything happening. And um, I think it's just most of it is exaggeration, you know, and I, I don't know. I have to admit, if it's like that much, you know, when, what we saw in, in that game, you know, like where it's almost like the whole thing burning, um, I can see that this is maybe a little bit too much, right? But I think it's also because they have to, because the fans, it's either, you know, if you do it, you might as well do it 100%. You know, you do it big time because there's no difference. You know, whether you have one flare or whether you have 10, there's no big difference, you know, from uh, from from the kind of illegal part. And the more you do, the tougher it probably is to single out. So I have no idea what the what the um, what the theory behind this is, why we see so much at one. Um, but I don't really care. I think it's it's a good atmosphere. Um, I it, yeah, I mean, like when we were kids, you know, you have the smoke and all you do is you have the scarf. So you put the scarf over your mouth, you know, to breathe, to breathe through the scarf. And then, you know, boom, there you go. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know. It wasn't that bad back in the days. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but here's the but. It is illegal right now. It costs our team a lot of money. Therefore, I'm against it. Right. So it's basically... I wish there was like a legal compromise or, you know, there was like uh, if, if they do it a little less and then nobody would care. Uh, what bugs me is that it costs so much money. You know, when you think about it, we pay about, is it about a hundred thousand at least euros per, uh, per season in, uh, in, in, in penalties. Like we could hire two people for that. Right. So two people could probably have a job at Eintracht Frankfurt if we would not like those flares, right? So from that sense, I would love to get rid of that. 
you know um yeah that's my that's my take have it before <laughs> the game why not before the game you know like when they're like walking when they do their walks when they're outside of the stadium have do their 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 stuff and and smoke and whatever but uh, all the other stuff is is i think it's it just hurts the team um and it might even hurt people you know because we could hire more people for that um yeah so that's long 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 answer to a short question as always <laughs> as always roman um so Here's a question that I will put to you right now before we get into news and notes and then kind of look at Eintracht versus Dusseldorf. Currently sitting in seventh. Somehow we're right behind Bayern, but who would have thought that, you know, they would be in anything but first or second? You know, at this point of the season, where is Eintracht in a position that you weren't expecting them to be in? Um... Eintracht had a really kind of rough start, but the last couple of matches have been magical. Where now that we're about to enter back into the fray, is this where we wanted them to be? What do you think of the current trajectory of the team? Yeah, good question. So, because um, you have had a very different look at them, because you have seen them from basically match day two, pretty much, you know, on your own old school your own uh front door as it were yeah. you know being in europe and that's quite a bit different when you're just watching on tv from you know whatever whatever location you're at yeah especially and you have more people to chat about it right uh, because like one of the biggest problems that i have here in the u.s even though we have like five six fans here in san francisco you know there's no daily banter about eintracht frankfurt right so most of the discussions uh, you kind of keep to yourself you know it's like uh, it's like the same with you right with whom Do you talk about Eintracht Frankfurt, right? Um, when you are in Frankfurt. My priest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, when you're in Frankfurt, you get to talk about it basically every day, you know, with your friends. You meet up with your friends, and there's always a little bit of banter about, you know, about Frankfurt. So uh, it's very satisfying, you know, to be, um, uh, to be in that environment um, where there's chatter all the time, where you can exchange ideas and where you can hear about it. And, and listen about what other people think. Uh, but yeah, season-wise, where are we? I obviously, I would have lied if I would said I, I knew that we are going to be that good because obviously, as I mentioned in the first uh, in the first episodes, that I was very skeptic of Adi Hütter um, just because of his um, not-so-science approach as Niko Kovac, you know. Um, uh, but I have to totally, you know... Um, um, Uh, go back on that. I think Adi Hütter is doing an awesome job. I'm, I really grew really fond of his work and the team uh, with here again, what Bobic and Hübner, uh, what they put together is, is absolutely a surprise. Like I would have not, all the money, I, I thought it's going to be a tough season with the Europa League. I thought we'll be, uh, you know, in, in the, in, in the, in the last uh, a quarter of the table. And it will be basically a fight against uh, um, a relegation. Um, but they're really keeping that away so far. Um, and yeah, with that team, I mean, Indica, that he really comes out as such a, 
you know, with all the pro problems that we have in the defense, right? Where everyone was like, oh my God, what happens if, uh, if, if Abraham gets hurt, right? Or what happens if Chandler gets hurt? And what happens right at the beginning? Boom, Chandler, Abraham, um, you know, our defense is, I was like, oh my God, how are we going to supposed to do this, right? But by, um, by Endika playing, and then Will, uh, Willems getting all the red cards, right? So like, and Fallette not, not performing, you were like, who's supposed to uh, defend, you know, like who? And Adi Hütter was able to, to you know, with Philip Kostic, uh, with Kostic um, putting, putting him as a defender, with Endika doing an awesome job, and even Marco Russ, like who would have guessed that uh, when I read the first time that Marco Russ was in the starting lineup, I was like, OMG, you know, like what, what this is going to be uh, horrible. But uh, no, they're doing a great game. Um, they have, uh, I think, like all the statistics about how much they run, um, how much they sprint. So uh, the quick sprints, the fast sprints, they're leading the league. And uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's a very attractive soccer, even though some people say it's not really. Um, I like watching them because they're very quick, very, very witted. And uh, yeah, um, so the biggest problem that we had with, uh, with the defense doesn't seem to be a problem, even though Willems, uh, um, uh, um, Chandler and uh, Fallette being uh, not really in, in, in the team. You know? well, what's, what's your take? So far, so good. Uh, I think that uh, we've gotten into the, the, um, the yum delicious part of the uh, fixture list because not going to lie, if you, I mean, yes, the likes of Stuttgart and Schalke could still turn their stuff around full stop and become a very dangerous team. Uh, it looks like Shaka's done that in Stuttgart yet to do that. But right now, I mean, I'm very satisfied with where we are. I was expecting more of a mid-table kind of position to have. But with the upcoming fixtures that we have, uh, with two in the Europa League, I'll, every single one of Eintracht's matches it, before the November international break and. Uh, which will then it stops at match day 11. That's the last Bundesliga match day before we hit the break. Uh, in that time, we will have played home and away to Apollon Limassol, uh, the Cypriot club. So, and having six points already, I mean, Eintracht could be entering the November international break in the top six of the Bundesliga. Very, very possible, because I'm not going to lie, that run-in is great. And Eintracht could have 12 points in the Europa League and be already confirmed for, you know, not the knockout yeah, the stage. stage. For, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. that would be great. There will be... Be, uh, I think those games will even top everything we've seen. I mean, like... Uh, the away game to Rome is going to be, I think they're going to be like 25, 30,000 Frankfurt supporters are going to go. Um, because uh, it's a big stadium. Uh, they got the seats. Yeah, they got the seats, <laughs> yeah, because like the Lazio supporters are not really going watching their games, right? So it's probably going to be majority of Frankfurt supporters at that match. And uh, since um, uh, not, no, no one is going, no one went to Marseille, uh, it was basically everyone to Rome. You know, there was like the saying, you know, like people were like, okay, we can't go to Marseille. You know, where some people would have said, 
oh, I'm going to watch in Marseille, not in Rome. Um, now it's like everyone who can is going to Rome, you know. Uh, and of course, uh, Cyprus is also um, um, uh, uh, attractive. But uh, um, yeah, Rome is going to be, I said, at least 25,000, 30,000 Frankfurt supporters are going to be there. It's going to be crazy. <sighs> that would be amazing to experience. Yeah. Not going to lie, just absolutely amazing. All that being said, so uh, let's get kind of break this up. Uh, we'll get into hashtag what are we drinking and go into segment two, talk about news notes and then previewing uh, Eintracht versus Dusseldorf. So, Roman, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, good old California tap water, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I even got my little uh, my little bottle here. And uh, yeah, so I'm still jet lagged and everything. So no alcohol for me. I need to... Uh, I need to get fit quick, as as quick as possible. And yeah, so no alcohol. I'm having California tap water. How about you, Brian? Um, Out of my Oktoberfest mug that I got from the Kansas City Oktoberfest celebrations, I'm drinking another Missouri beer uh, this week. Uh, Schlafly is a St. Louis-based brewery, and their uh, Oktoberfest, giving it a go. And uh, yeah, pretty doggone good. Kind of have to enjoy the Marzen style beer while I can because, it, I mean, we're in the middle of October. The winter warmers are coming. So enjoying it while I can because it's starting to get a little chill out there. So that's what yeah. we're drinking. Very good. At, very good. Well, that we- all being said, mm, yes. Yeah, so we are. Um, um, we got glasses from Eintracht, right? Uh, so I have to send it to you, to you guys somehow. So we got. Uh, That'll work. <laughs> we got some nice glasses here uh, from. Uh, we got them from Jackie. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I gotta send them over to you guys. I got a bimble while you were gone too. Really? Oh, yeah. Gee, that's so cool. <laughs> that's cool. It was really strange. Uh, I can. This is really probably making people start wondering. It's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Um, yeah, so uh, with this bimble, uh, I've already ordered a case of Pausman. So uh, nice. once that comes in the liquor store, uh, there is one in town that uh, is a supplier. So nope. getting in front of those guys. And once it is in, uh, I'll probably be doing hashtag what are we drinking with that. Yeah, you do a bimble. Unless, of, and of course, course, I'm having to finish off the rest of my beer. Yeah, because then you have the glasses. So I think, first of all, I think that's really cool that uh, that Jackie from Eintracht Frankfurt, that they, you know, obviously, it's first of all, it's cool that they listen to our podcast. So greetings, Jackie, and thanks again for everything. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get, I got to touch the cup, right? So that's the other big thing, but let's not do everything now. Um, yeah, so um, that she was, hey, here are the glasses uh, for you. Since you guys do, what are we drinking? Here are the glasses. So you have a, a, a proper... Uh, you know, um, cup to drink from, so to say, and uh, yes, I think hey. that was a cool idea. And uh, glassware is appreciated. Any other breweries who uh, brewmasters who happen to be listening to the show, if you want to talk to your managing partners, we are open to the free beer that you would provide <laughs> as uh, being our sponsor. So absolutely, uh, sponsorship sponsorships are available because hey, you know this is by the fans for the fans, and we have to pay a little money just to keep that going so uh every little bit helps so uh to that uh prost prost yeah well i'm drinking water so yeah 
Yeah. We'll be back for a segment two in just a jiffy. Stay with. And welcome back to Hey on Truck Frankfurt, doing a little bit of extra bonus podcast. Uh, thought I'd bring in a little bit of an expert to talk to us about uh, the likes of Freedom Funko's uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf. And uh, why not bring in a guy who knows everything that there is to know about Dusseldorf, uh, Chris Vilken from the United Kingdom. Uh, he's known on the Twitter sphere uh, by the tag of uh, UK Fortuna. Hey, Chris, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Hey, no worries, no worries. So, uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf, one of the more traditional teams of the Bundesliga, returning to the, the big time after couple years on the outside how did you come across uh fortuna and to be kind of your club to fall within the bundesliga or i should say specifically within germany it couldn't be just because of the cheap beer and cheap tickets could it um well actually it was kind of a lot of the the main things in life it was a little bit by accident we were um we're looking for somewhere to visit after kind of doing a few other trips um and it originally um, arranged to go to Frankfurt, um, but the hotels were very expensive. There were some conferences on the weekend that we, we chose to go, so we, we looked around and, and chose chose Dusseldorf. And obviously, as you look into it more, and yeah, there's there's some good beer and and there's a football team, and we went to watch the match, which was um, in the last time we were in the Bundesliga um, against Nuremberg. And it, it was possibly one of the worst football matches I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> we lost, we lost two one without having a shot on target. Um, it was known goal that was was put us, um, I think, brought us back one one against Nuremberg, and then they they won it near the end. Um, but you know, going around the, the city and and meeting kind of the fans, it just kind of opened my eyes to kind of the German football culture and where where we sat in the stadium was kind of between the two sets of fans and the atmosphere was just so much better than, than what we used to over in, in Newcastle watching the Premier League football. So you just kind of start going, coming back and, and taking more of an interest. Um, really. Interesting, interesting. So, fan of the Opier, are you? Yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you come from the Newcastle area where uh, Newcastle Brown is kind of the the, the kind of well-known beer that kind of is widely available. I can totally see the simil- I can totally see the similarities how uh, that would have uh, spoken to you, not just, you know, in the kind of fan environment that sounds for tuna, uh, surrounds Fortuna. So, it's been quite a few years since we've been able to see uh, Fortuna playing in the Bundesliga. What with the way that they qualified for the Bundesliga from last season, you know, having gotten promoted from the uh, the Zweite Liga, um, what 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 kind of like uh, caught you off guard about the season? Was it you know was it a surprise? Was it anticipated? I mean, Eintracht Frankfurt fans will remember Fred, uh, Fredem Funko from his times of stabilizing Eintracht in the middle 2000s, of which Eintracht fans are completely 
uh, think all four because we had turned into a little bit of a yo-yo uh, elevator sort of team. Um, you guys finished in second, pretty respectable, but I mean, kind of what is brought Fortuna to their place currently in the Bundesliga after a couple years out? Well, yeah, um, it's I mean since we were last relegated from the Bundesliga, um, it just, the club has kind of lurched from kind of bad managerial appointments to to crisis to sacking managers, and it obviously kind of slowly kind of dropped places in the league season by season. And obviously, we, we tried to get Funkel previously, um, which didn't work out. Um, eventually, came in, and, and like you said, he, he stabilised things and has kind of worked with the new club hierarchy to um to, to kind of reorganise the club. Um a lot of the fans have become very, very disillusioned. Um which was the kind of the, the worst part was, was kind of the the, the the season before we were promoted where we were almost relegated to the, the third league. Um with Funkel in charge but um a last minute winner um rescued us and, and saved our, our league position which which was the first game that I actually saw Fortuna win live, um, which was obviously after four and a bit years of following them, um, to, to finally see a, a, a win was great. Um, but no one expected, I, I don't think anyone expected even until the last weeks of the season that we would get promoted. Um, it was all thought that we would, would throw it away and, and kind of go on that bad bad run and, and just tumble down to finish fifth or sixth. Um but Funkel and, and, and Robert Schaefer, who's, who's come in as kind of club boss, have really overhauled the, the squad and the whole recruitment side of things. Um, if you look back at some of the players that have been signed over the years, they, they, they tend to have lasted a season, and then they've they've had their contracts terminated or, or paid off mm-hmm. and, and let go. So they brought in some good good players, and the likes um, some good leaders, the likes of Sabotger and, and Kanayan. Um, who obviously had a, a bit of Bundesliga experience over at Schalke, um, brought in Hennings after a, a long period of, of p- pursuit there with uh, firstly a loan deal and then a, then a permanent deal from, from Burnley um, and, and got a real good squad together of, of kind of youth and experience with the likes of um, Adam Bodzek and Oliver Fink who, who've been here for, for years Um and, and, and cobbled together a good a good squad on on really a shoestring budget, one of the smallest kind of budgets. There's there's no 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 big money there um, over the last few years. Um, we've always got a little bit of, of cash from the Elas Bebu sale and Peter Herman jumping ship last season to to his old pal um, Jube over at Bayern. But um, but they, they cobbled together a really good squad and, and got a, a, a good mentality in the squad. I think that shows with last season, especially the, the amount of kind of late goals that we scored, um, including obviously the, the win to secure promotion against Dresden, and then then the last the last game of the season against Nuremberg again, with another kind of late winner to 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 win the title rather than going up in in second place. Yeah, and one thing that uh, kind of was kind of always pro- prominent when Funko was in charge at Eintracht was. Being being solid at the back, um, is that something that has kind of been was throughout all of last season kind of one of the key catalysts for you guys' promotion, or was it just you know uh, catching lightning in a bottle? No, I think we had a, we had possibly the, the second or third best defense in the league 
Um, there was a good kind of settled back four or back five, if you count um, Rafa Wolf after he came in from, from Rensing's injury. Um, like I said, Ayan and, and Andre Hoffman do, do excellently as a centre-back pair. And obviously Hoffman's been injured most of this season, um, which is why Kaminsky's been playing. But Kieselman at, at left-back and, and John Zimmer at right-back both do their, their kind of offensive and defensive duties very well. They, they don't kind of get let lost up, up the pitch and, and he was exposed. So there's a lot of organisation there. And I think that comes from, from those experiences. He knows how to get teams promoted to the Bundesliga. He doesn't necessarily know how to keep them in the Bundesliga, but we will see this season if he can break that curse. Um, but yeah, very organised kind of unit and, and some good defensive cover in, in Sabotka and, and Bodzak as well. Gotcha. And one of the one of the signs that you guys made uh, that kind of made news uh, as I'm as we're recording. I'm in the United States, and you're in the UK. Uh, American Alfredo Morales was signed from uh, FC Ingolstadt after a good long time uh, with those guys. Uh, was that uh, five seasons where he was with them? Uh, three in the Zweite Liga and two in the Bundesliga. Um, you know, him being one of the signings, I think also grabbing a goal. I can't remember which match as well. And what, aside from him, what other key additions have been uh, made for the Dusseldorf side? Um, I think that they've obviously recruited um, Dodi Lukabakio from, from Watford on, on loan. Um, some of the key signings were, were permanent deals for the likes of Benito Rahman and, and John Zimmer. Um, who, who fitted into the squad very, very nicely, and it, it's good to have them kind of tied down to, to permanent deals. Um, not seen the best from or, or, from some of the players, like so Marvin Dukes hasn't, hasn't scored yet. He was last season's top scorer, um, whilst at Kiel on loan from St. Pauli. Um, but defensively, we, we, we've done well. The likes of Kaminsky's come in, um, Matthias Zimmerman, um, also from Stuttgart, has done well. So that they've actually signed some really good players and obviously we, we're still yet to see um, Ivan Barcock hopefully we'll see him this week, this weekend um, but it's all about settling those players into a, 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 a team spirit that was already there from last season but also then learning a new league as well for a lot of them um, haven't played at this level which is potentially a bit of naivety and, and they'll, they'll need to kind of learn fast if we are going to survive Totally understand on that. Uh, Fortuna Düsseldorf uh, currently sitting in 17th place in the Bundesliga. Uh, tied on points with Hanover, who are just above them on uh, goal that The most uh, uh, more goals uh, scored rather than goals conceded. And uh, Stuttgart below you guys on goal difference on there on 18th. Um, you guys have played... And some you guys have still had some decent moments uh uh this season in the bonus like uh, being able to pull out a two one victory over Hoffenheim uh was kind of sandwiched between uh two other uh, draws that you guys had uh each on the road at Leipzig so at Stuttgart so uh you guys are not unfamiliar to you know playing staunch def- defense and being able to uh get some points um 
I did see a little bit of the Leverkusen game, which you might want to uh, <laughs> uh, bet, better forget uh, when you play one of your local rivals. Um, what has kind of been, um, I mean, now the guys currently sit in 17th uh, after seven matches played. How are things feeling so far now that you guys are at a, a decent way into the Bundesliga. Do you have a kind of feel for uh, how the team is shaping out and what kind of trajectory you guys are looking at? Yeah, I mean, I mean Funko has kind of messed about with the, the formations a bit and, and played about with a, with a few different starting lineups, which I don't know if it's had a, a necessarily a detrimental effect. Um, but I, I think I'd like to see a more settled lineup, but... He he knows that against the bigger teams, he's gonna have to play five at the back, play a bit more defensively, and and capitalise on on the odd kind of um, breakaway and, and counter attack. Um, it's to be expected. Go to the likes of Leverkusen and Schalke. Uh, very very tough to get anything from those games. Um, possibly targeting the likes of the Freiburgs, the Hanovers, the Stuttgart's, where we can try and get something and, and try and build up that way. I think we, we may surprise against some of the bigger teams, but it, it's 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 always going to be difficult um, until we've kind of established ourselves that we can really compete at that that kind of level. Um, a lot of people in the Bundesliga kind of handpicked uh, Dusseldorf a little bit more for uh, relegation, and uh, here's something that I would like to kind of more go off of those guys' uh, predictions. Do you feel, and Dusseldorf haven't been in the Zvartalika for quite a few seasons, whilst you guys are, I would say, a bigger fish uh, from uh, that pond, um, do you see the difference, like, uh, the difference between the two divisions being uh, a lot bigger than it was in previous years? Do you feel that, you know, uh, the transition between, you know, the leagues is something that is just really hard for any team to kind of make up. Do you think that at present and going forward that teams from the Zweite Liga, unless you're at the likes of Haasvau or FC Köln or a team with just a bags full of money like a Red Bull uh, Leipzig, let's not beat around the bush on them. Do you feel that... Uh, there's a dis- such a distinct difference between the two uh, divisions of the Bundesliga that you know might mean that you I mean might be more than a reason why you guys would struggle this season. Yeah, I think that the gulf kind of between the two leagues is growing, which is um, it, it, it's unfortunate. Um, the TV money in the in the Weissmann is, is, is obviously nowhere near. What what Bundesliga pulls in um, in in terms of, of money? So if you look at the the second division, this, this is, aside from the two big boys of, of Köln and, and and Hamburg, there's there's not a, a lot of teams there with big budgets. Um, so it's always going to be difficult for whoever comes up now to um, to stay up. And I think the, the the key is is to try your best to stay up and do what Wood Funkel's done and, and cobbled together as many kind of free transfers and loan deals as possible. And if you can stay up and, and stay for, for one or two seasons, then it becomes a lot more um, a lot more financially possible to 
then improve the squad and then buy players and, and start paying large transfer fees. Um, you look to want to emulate the kind of the success of the Mainzers and the Augsburgs and the Freibergs of this world who who've done it and continue to do it on on low budgets and you know they've played in Europe and it, it's it's definitely possible. But with the rise of the Hoffenheims and the the Leipzig's, it's it's getting tougher. Um, what we certainly don't want to see, I think, in, in I think everybody in German football, aside from fans of those clubs, is they don't want to see that happening. They don't want to see the teams coming up from nothing and and becoming Bundesliga forces. It's not kind of what German football is about. It goes goes against the the principles of it. They want to see the big traditional clubs there, um, the likes ourselves in Nuremberg. They want to see us up up there challenging again. It, whether or not it's going to happen or not, I, I can't really see it. But if we can establish ourselves mid mid table Bundesliga team, maybe it's push for Europe. Great, maybe it's go far in, in the Pokal. <laughs> but it's, it's, I think in terms of Fortuna fans, and they they're fully resigned that if we go back down to the, the divided Bundesliga, then it, it won't be the end of the world as long as we don't you know do a paddleboard and, and tumble down into the third division straight away. Um, Almost into the fourth division, uh, if not only oh, yes. not by eighteen sixty. Yeah, so we, we've done, we've been there and done that. We've went all the way down to the fourth division and come back. So mm-hmm. you know that's the only team that's ever done that. Um, so yeah, Fortuna fans have been through enough pain in the last kind of twenty odd years that the, the Bundesliga might be a nice adventure, and we get to go play Bayern and Dortmund. But if it ends after one season. I don't see it as the end of the world. We've, we've got a good enough management structure in there um, now that we'll, we'll then try to push again and we'll try again to get promoted. But, uh, but yeah, you'd like to, to, to see the traditional teams up there in, in the Bundesliga, I think. I can totally understand that because uh, I tried playing in Europe. You just kind of always want to have that... Uh, opportunity to be able to have a few upsets i mean shoot you guys had a cup uh i believe it was a cup two years at the pokal uh going to you guys where whereas do you guys uh then were entered into europe during your i guess that you would call that the kind of glory days of the 70s and the 80s where you guys had a pretty much i think it was close to a 20 year run in the bundesliga uh, which is where you guys just kind of establish yourselves as one of the better teams of the Bundesliga. But then, all being said, um, if we can get you, Chris, to kind of comment now on what to expect from Dusseldorf and uh, then get get uh, you to put your neck out on the line and uh, uh, make a bold prediction, if need be. Yeah, I think for, for the game against Frankfurt, um, there's a few injuries that, that Funko is dealing with. Um, Nico Gieselman being kind of the, the big one um, at left back so the, the defensive line may be a little bit more cobbled together and I think we'll play five at the back um, kind of a five two three one kind of formation um, and try and catch Frankfurt on, on the, the counter attack um, it'd be interesting to see who, who starts on, on the wings, we've, we've got some, some good quality there in, in Benito Rahman, Takashi Usami, uh, Luka Bakio, who, who's been on international duty with the Belgian under-21s and, and helped them qualify for the, the European Championships. So there's, there's, there's pace in, in our side um, and can really catch teams on the counter if, if we get things linking up correctly. 
Um, and with a little bit of luck, there's there's some goals in the team. So I think in terms of a, a performance, it would be a, a, a disciplined defensive one, looking to try and catch Frankfurt on, on the break, take advantage of, of any kind of set players that we have, um, free kicks and corners, routines. And I think in, in terms of a result, I'll be extremely happy with the point. Um, if we can snatch a 1-1 draw, I think that's where we'll be I think we'll probably end up going into the game in, in the lead in the first half and, and, and conceding as, as we tend to have done in the first 15 to 20 minutes of the second half. I think that's where the, the game's going to go. Um, so I'd be happy with a 1-1, 1-1 draw. Alrighty then, Chris, it's been nice having you on the show. Uh, hope to have you on uh, during the Rook Ronda. Perhaps we will have a better view on where uh, Dusseldorf will be finishing in the Bundesliga. Yes, yeah, so hopefully it'll be a completely different conversation and we're, um, we're sitting nicely in, in 12th or 13th place. Um, <laughs> but wait, well, time will tell. It's, uh, it's going to be a very tough end to the, the first half of the season. Um, uh, I, You'll I'll be, be happy with... so long as match day 10 you be able to thrash the falls. I think that will, uh, if if it, if all else fails, I mean, they'll put a smile on your guys' faces. Yeah, definitely. We've we've got some revenge to take for the, the poor Cal defeat from last season. Um, <laughs> so there'll, there'll be a full house for, uh, for that game. Um, and you guys also have uh, Eintracht Frankfurt's own... Uh, Pokal Thrasher, uh, Ulm, who put Eintracht <laughs> out in the first round. So, yeah, you guys, uh, if you can uh, kick them right in the teeth, uh, I won't, I won't complain. So, and hey, well, hopefully we can use that one as a good confidence builder, <laughs> and uh, if we can put a few goals behind them, and then then the guys can rediscover their uh, their scoring form, we'll uh, we'll set us up nicely heading into the uh, into December, I think. Indeed, indeed. All right, Chris, where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? Um, yes, yeah, so on Twitter uh, at UK Fortuna, Facebook at UK Fortuna, uh, and Instagram um, UK Fortuna IG, uh, and our website UK Fortuna UK. Awesome! Appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, <laughs> look forward to ta- talking it on the road. Thank you, Chris. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Thank you. No problem. And we're back. Segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. So, news and notes section. Um, Eintracht, whilst uh, some players were off on international duty, um, not some, uh, Tawatha was able to do well for uh, Israel. I actually uh, heard more of that, mostly because in the English language media, uh, the Scottish are rather a loud bunch, uh, to put it mildly. But... Uh, what was more interesting to me was on the 11th, uh, Eintracht took on um, FC Hanno. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, my German is. Uh, so is it like Dryon Dryonunchish? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, very good. Hanno uh It ended up being a slaughterhouse, more like. And the kicker app itself was letting me know. Uh, what was going on there? Because uh, I like 
Look, I liked the fact that uh, young little Noel Nolte was able to get on the scoreline in addition to getting you know, some good minutes. Uh, Stendera uh, made an appearance during the uh, match against Lazio. I like how, you know, trying to utilize amazing? the entire... I mean, he's been gone for so long. He's had so many injuries. You know, was on the outside looking in, was a part of the training squad too. And there he is getting good minutes against Lazio and nicked a goal for uh, Eintracht in their test match. I mean, and he got great support from the fans, moments. right? So there were Mark mm-hmm. Stendera chants, right? Um, mm-hmm. And there are not How a lot they of, sound. Uh, just like Mark <laughs> Stendera, you know, there was that's the, oh. the, the simple one. So nothing, nothing <laughs> okay. special. But you know, they, they didn't. I've, I've never heard like a, a Makoto Hasebe chant, right? Or a Timothy Chandler one. So only a few players have their little thing. Of course, they don't chant, uh, they bow to Makoto Hasebe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, no, I'm just saying, like, not many players have that. That, you know, that mm-hmm. they, uh, of course, there are some really cool, unique ones to certain other players. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, like the Fußball Gods or, uh, you know, there was the Duri Cha one uh, back in the days. Or, I mean, my favorite one is immer noch Nairo, Nairo Takahara. That was my best one. Um, Takahara. <laughs> Takahara, yeah. There was I like remember. Nairo Takahara. Na, 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 na. Nairo Takahara. Every time after he scored. But anyway, so... I, they, I've got some fondness for Oka Nikolov. Boy, yeah. that dude is huge in person. Just saying. I oh, yes. I looked like a midget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but, but but I thought it was pretty cool, right? I mean, he was kind mm-hmm. of booted out. He was gone and away and uh, Adi Hütte has the guts and I think that's a big quality of of the coach that he can bring that he brings a player like this in a situation like this and basically uh whatever happened before is done and dusted, you know. You're a player, you got the eagle on the on the you're having the eagle on the crest. And uh, now uh, you, you play, you know, if you're good enough, everyone can make it. That's a strength that I saw in Niko Kovac. And I'm very happy that I see that in Adi Hütte as well. You know, that everyone has a chance. You know, everyone, if you as a player, if you perform during practice, if you perform in, 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 in the training sessions, if you do what the coach wants from you, there's always a time to get back in the team, you know. And I think that's a very big quality of, uh, of Adi Hütte. Um, and yeah, so I really like to see that, and I think that's uh, that's amazing to see. Uh, yeah, and the supporters, the fans, they still love him. You know, Stendera, he's a Frankfurt dude, so he's an original Frankfurt guy, and uh, you know, he he, he gets a special um, chance. And especially here's another thing is, and I, quite quickly because that's from the stadium experience, when Rebic got the, his first uh, when he entered the ground the first time. There was also a special vibe in the uh, in in uh, on on the ground uh, when when he got uh, um, put in, um, it was just magical. Yeah, it was a little bit of magic thing, you know. Everyone was standing up, uh, like the whole like not only the the fans that are standing all the time, anyways, but even you know on the Gegentribüne and even on on the Haupttribüne. So like where the where the rich guys uh, or the the sponsors, everyone got up because like to see Rebic again. Uh, was really was good you know it was like a really you could see that frankfurt has a star right it was different game a lot happened from winning the pokal finale to him being a, a, a vice world champion so to say 
and uh, and and we were able to see him again. And it was a special spirit in the stadium. It was really, it was a magical moment. Uh, just Ante Rebic on the pitch, and then of course his game. Uh, I mean, give me a break. Like he is, he is the superstar. He's gonna go for so much money to uh, what is it, Manchester United? Why doesn't he just? Point? Well, I mean, I don't know if those guys will pay out that money. That's only because uh, if you follow the English Premier League, that seems. <sighs> Good Lord Almighty. There's so much mudslinging going on with that team. Yeah. I mean, I will, I'm not holding out. I hope that, you know, someone pays big money for them. And then Bayern Munich, you know, rumors coming out that, you know, Kovac wanted to go there. Ribic wanted to go there. Uh, and, you know, Bayern basically said, no, he's not Bayern caliber. You yeah. know what? I'd take that as a real dig at me and... When it does come down to uh, match day 17, put on a brace so that you can basically look them right in the face and be like, you could have this these goals right now. Instead, you're sitting on your butt looking yeah. like fools. Anywho's, um, the guy who shocked everyone with his performance, and I mean, good lord almighty, eight goals scored by Branamia. I got it. Yeah. Uh, I keep on forgetting he's even on the team. And this was a very, very loud reminder that he's still around. And, you know, he could be part of the rotation. I would think that he still is not going to be part of it. But I would like to think that, you know, someone in this Vital Liga or second division anywhere around... Europe, or, you know, hey, uh, top division of a much smaller league. I don't know, like Denmark or uh, mm, maybe yeah. someone in the Eredivisie. Oh, no, maybe. He, makes, he makes too much money in Frankfurt, you know, like he's not going to. It's a money game now, you know. It's like it's not not it's not about can I play. It's Basel. Do I make money? Hey, uh, Basel, if you want. FC Basel, that is. If you or young boys, any you get any you big players in uh, Switzerland are interested in him, well, yeah, uh, can be negotiated for a price. I'm sure that the dude would just take advantage of the opportunity to just play, but yeah, that's just me. Anyways, uh, good on him for scoring eight goals in an absurdly lopsided match, but. Um, all that aside, let's look to kind of more towards the Bundesliga and Eintracht versus Fortuna. Shall we, Robin? Friedhelm Funkel. Yeah. What can I say? I love Friedhelm Funkel. That is my... Um, I think he is an amazing... Co I mean, okay. first of all... Um, it, uh, we got the right time to get rid of him, right? So I don't want to say we should not have done that switch. But Friedhelm Funkel, for me, is a very special coach because he uh, quit an era of... I mean, we used to be just like Stuttgart or Hamburg, switching coaches. Yo-yo. Yo-yo, yeah. Switching coaches like, you know, uh, you're going up and down, but also switching coaches like, you know, like like other people change their underwear, you know? Um <laughs> I was wondering what analogy you would use. 
Yeah. Anyways, you know, so and when Funkel came on with Herbert Bruchhagen after, I think that was after Willy Reimann, uh, who wasn't as long. Uh, Reimann was a different uh, different character as well, but uh, he really the shit he had to go through is kind of like Ermantraut, Horst Ermantraut, the same thing, you know, no money, uh, no future, but uh, still doing it. And I mean, uh, he he uh, got the relegation in his first season at Frankfurt. Uh, then he was in the uh, then in the second season he went to the finals of the DFB Pokal where we lost 1-0 against Bayern and then the third in his third season we played Europa Pokal uh, and uh, and so I think was it five years we were Funke um, and of course he was maybe not the right for the next step uh, to do that Frankfurt needed to do but uh, mm-hmm. yeah he was uh, he was such a stability guy you know and 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 he brought Armin Reutershahn on right so that is something when you think about it that um this is still something we kind of still have from the Funkel era you know not only Marco Russ you know as a player whom he uh he uh gave a, um, a contract or like who he put in the first team um but you know all of these like Patrick Ox Alex Meyer um, as, you know, they were all Funkel, um, Funkel guys. And, uh, so he, he did a lot for Frankfurt, even in the long run, uh, even after he was gone. And, uh, yeah, he's just, uh, I mean, he's a super cool guy. I mean, just look at him. Um, so I have a lot of respect for, for Friedhelm Funkel. And I, I do wish all the best for Fortuna Dusseldorf that they uh, stay in the league just for that coach. Um, yeah, that's uh, Funke is. Uh, yeah, he did a lot for Frankfurt, and we would not be where we are right now without Friedhelm Funke. That's my my uh, my claim, so to say. That's uh, my hypothesis. Well, I would totally agree on that. Um, he was a good stabilizing force back in the day. Uh, yeah, I say back in the day when it really was not that long ago that we were. Uh, yeah, exactly that. A yo-yo club, an elevator club, if you want to go yeah. along in that route. But uh, so Dusseldorf, seventeenth uh, place, not exactly setting the world on fire. <laughs> um, I'm really, really looking at these guys and saying, "Ho ho ho!" You know, six day difference between uh, the matches we're playing on Friday for the Europa League, and I'm just thinking, you can throw your A-list squad at these guys and throttle them if you want to. But here... Or you could send your second team and do that too. Yeah, that's true, but here's my thing. We all know Eintracht Frankfurt, and we are the diva, and <laughs> and it would be typical for us if we would lose that game, you know? I'm not saying we will, and I'm not saying we should, and um, but, you know, let's put it this way, two, three, four, five years ago, um, we would have lost that game, right? Um, because that's just what we do. We are uh, always the happy uh, the happy supporter. We like to ha- give a helping hand to struggling clubs. Uh, mm-hmm. or we used to, uh, I hope we used to. Um, and this is actually what this game will show. You know, this game will show where the last few games uh, um, in the Europa League and, of course, against uh, Leipzig, which was a great game, even though we didn't win, and uh, and, and Hoffenheim uh, was that um, 
a a, um, a little streak, you know, a lucky streak, or are we really as good as we think we are? Um, and then if we are as good as we think we are, we're going to beat Dusseldorf like without like it's going to be three one or four one or whatever, right? Um, should be similar as to uh, Hanover, but uh, if we are not. We might lose. And then by all surprise, we would be what we all know is Eintracht Frankfurt. We could make a leap, but no, we go and instead of making a leap forward, we take a step back, right? Which is like the typical the typical Frankfurt analogy that we've been, even on our podcast, have talked already so many times about, you know, like now we can move forward, but no, what, what do we do? We jump right back. Um, so... We will see. It will be curious. Uh, so I, I put out my warning warning finger. Uh, I don't know if players are listening to the podcast, but don't take this easy because we know Funke, how he plays. You know, there will be strong defense. They will try everything they can to destroy the Frankfurt game, uh, um, the, the match plan, and uh, and see if they can do uh, a few counter. And yeah, and we will see if we can, if, if, if our... A great uh, attacking force is capable of going through the defensive line of Düsseldorf. Indeed, I look forward to kind of what we're going to be rolling out with. I think that uh, Alea playing up top, so long as he has someone to play off of him, it allows uh, you know someone who can stretch the field. And has looked like uh, that Jovic really is able to uh, accomplish that and. Oh my gosh, we will put in a few goals. So, uh, that being said, uh, let's get to our predictions right now. Roman, prediction time. What are you feeling? Okay, of course, we're going to win this one. Uh, uh, 3-0. Yeah, 3-0. Just 3-0? I thought you would probably say that this is going to be beat down. No, I'm, I, I, like I said, I like, uh, I like Funke. I have too much respect for him and, uh, no, it's going to be 3-0, and it's going to be a tight one. I would say the first half is going to be a 0-0, 0-0, no goal, no goal first half. Um, and uh, the first 10, 15 minutes are going to be good by Düsseldorf, and we're going to be like, holy shit, what's going on? Are we going to lose it? But then uh, they're just going to strike three quick goals. Um, yeah. Do you think Alain is going to play again? Because this is it. Mm. Or do you think maybe gets another chance? Well, I'm thinking that more of those guys will be brought in for the Europa League match because you know they'll want to uh, take advantage of strike the Bundesliga while it is hot. Throw in um, against this uh, Cypriot side uh, since the match will actually be at home. I'm thinking that they would throw out a weaker uh, team for the Europa League and put a more uh, stronger team out there for the Bundesliga. Just how I'm feeling, but I mean, <laughs> uh, those, those predictions in terms of the way that the roster is going to kind of lay out, I mean, could be totally exploded by the time, you know, he could totally, uh, be looking at the Europa League as a more of a priority over Dusseldorf. I would hope not, but you know, you know, uh, I'm not the one who's in Hooters head. So, uh, what's your prediction? I am not as positive as you, Roman. I only have a 2-1 victory. And I think we're going to concede pretty late on that we're just like, wait, what? And then 
remembering, oh yeah, we have to play out this match. I think Eintracht will be, uh, scoreline-wise, it will look closer, but I think that there's not going to be a single moment uh, that it does not feel like Eintracht is in charge. So, that being said, um, you can join uh, with us in the HEF Pond Predictor League from the Bundesliga.com. Uh, you can join our group. And, uh, yeah, so just go to predictor.bundesliga.com, create a login if you have not already done so, and look up HEF space pod. And, uh, yeah, just join the group. And you can match your wits against myself, against Roman, against Nathan. Uh, yeah, match it up against all of us. Just a little fun thing to do with friends. And uh, as for the rest of the Bundesliga, um, here's hoping that uh, that uh, Borussia uh, Dortmund is able to keep things going. Because whatever keeps uh, Bayern Munich off the top of the table, as it's a rather interesting uh, start to the to the bringing back the Bundesliga, as you have. Uh, the likes of Wolfsburg hosting uh, Bayern Munich. Wolfsburg always seems to take points off of Bayern. I don't know why, but you know it is what it is. And you have uh, Stuttgart with their new coach, uh, Marcus Weinzel versus Borussia Dortmund. You have Schalke, who seems to have right of the ship, facing off against Werder Bremen in top spiel. Um, quite a good few matches for the Bundesliga. So, where can you watch the Eintracht? Uh, good question you might ask. Uh, Fox Sports 2 in the United States, in addition to Univision Deportes, ha- is your TV uh, opportunities. Of course, you can always get the fa- uh, Fox Soccer Match Pass just for uh, streaming purposes only. Uh, I happen to use this from time to time. Uh, plug it into my laptop, plug it in on the TV. Because uh, it's a lot better than just a small screen that's sitting, obviously, uh, to you. Uh, to be placed, you know, on your lap. Just it is what it is. So, uh, places that you can see it around the world. Uh, in Germany, uh, this is one of the Eurosport matches. And so, quite a few people throughout the world are going to be able to see that. So, in the United Kingdom, that's BT Sport Live. You know, uh, north of the border, where we are from the United States, Canada has that on Sports World. It's on all sorts of uh cable uh channel opportunities through Fox. So if you need a kind of last second uh, option for wherever in the world you are, uh, let me know at KCSGE on Twitter and I'll be more than happy to kind of find the exact channel for you. So we put this out there before. This is a little homecoming, a little house cleaning kind of things. We put out on Twitter uh, what you guys wanted to talk about. And uh, at Dap. Oh, golly, I just probably butchered that. Roman, he wanted to know our thoughts on the Florida Cup, uh, the preseason tournament that uh, Eintracht will be partaking in uh, January. Uh, Is this going to... Do we think that this counts towards the once-a-year trip to the United States? Do we also have concern that, you know... They're not staying in your nearby in Europe for their kind of January camp and traveling uh, out west uh, to the United States. What are you thinking? Uh, I would say yes. I think that that's going to count uh, for the for the U.S. trip next year. 
Um, so we uh, go to Asia in the summer. Yes. Got it. Hey, know, maybe, you can't leave those not... guys alone. You can't leave yeah, those guys alone. I, I mean, Makoto Hasebe is still on the team. You I need know. to hit Japan. You need to hit China up. You need to hit South Korea up. Then you can go home. I mean, hey, you gotta, you gotta, how do you expand the brand? Well, you kind of have to go to the places to start off with. That's true. Actually, a little story to this. So when I was in the mixed zone against the Leipzig game, um, mm. so apparently Makoto Hasebe gives an interview after every game in English. Um, really? Yeah, I think I still have that. I have to check on my phone whether I have that. Maybe we can even add it to this one. I mean, it's a generic one. You know, I don't, I don't know who asked the questions. Uh, I don't know if my, the sound quality was. But then there's also the Japanese um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, journalist. So he also gives an interview in Japanese every time. Um, so there's always Japanese news. So uh, Makoto Hasebe is one of the one of the guys who always come out for an interview. Um, yeah, because he's just like the for the for the Japanese media. Um, obviously, we never hear those interviews because they're uh, in, in Japanese. But yeah, let me see if I, ha I still have that one in. Uh, yeah, maybe we can add it to the to the end of this episode. We'll see. But yeah, so that was kind of kind of funny. I thought every every time. Interesting. So we should go to. Uh, but yeah, Florida Cup. I think the Florida Cup is a is um uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be. I think it's a good thing to do this. You know, as more of a cup, uh, a cup environment. You know, um, with maybe some more support. Yeah, in case mm -hmm. anyone is kind of wondering where the heck this Florida Cup is happening. Outside the well, obvious, <laughs> the obvious fact, the Eintracht will be facing off against São Paulo and Flamengo uh, from the Brazilian uh, top division. Two very historic clubs when it does come to uh, the Brazilian championship. Other team that is going to be down there is the Eredivisie Giants, uh, Ajax. Uh, Amsterdam, who are in Bayern Munich's group, and yeah. good luck to them trying to yeah. get some more points off of Bayern, you know. Uh, you know, when the giant is down on the ground in the fetal position, best kick him while you can. Because yeah. yeah. you don't know uh, when they're going to remember that they can actually fight back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that being said, so in Florida, uh, on January the 10th, uh, they'll be taking on Sao Paulo in uh, St. Petersburg, which is in the Tampa, uh, the, tam the, yeah, the St. I guess that is central part of Florida, but it's on the Gulf Coast side. Uh, so the Tampa Bay area region. Uh, the the stadium that's used by the USL uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies team uh, is where they're going to be playing that one. And two days later, on the 12th of January, it's going to be in Orlando at the uh, Orlando City Stadium, which is home to their own uh, Major League Soccer team, Orlando City SC. So, free promotion right there. Are we going to go to a game, Nathan? Are you going to go? Do you mm, plan to go? Do you want to go? I mean, what to? Is uh, I'm currently involved in a in a wedding during, like, literally <laughs> right before that time. Because uh, my cousin's going to get married in Arizona. So, that is a long ways that, I'm, that I would have to travel to get to uh, Florida. But um, I'm going to see where how far I can stretch my pennies. Uh, to get it out there, because that all being said, I would have uh, lodging options in the St. Petersburg area, uh, so long as my cousins are okay with that. 
should be uh, fine I'm, if you bring a few friends. No. <laughs> here's here's hoping. I don't. Th- I do think that they might have sold their house as they were looking to downsize, but you know, yeah, uh, I can always yeah. throw that. I can always throw that out to them uh, instead of throwing them out there right under the bus. Uh, we're gonna throw it out there. Where can we find you in social media, uh, Roman? Uh, you find me at SF Bay Eagles on Twitter. Any any Facebook group that might be attached to that team, to that uh, to that name? Yeah, of course. Uh, I think it's also SF Bay Eagles on Facebook. But uh, uh, so obviously uh, we are expanding, or the San Francisco Bay mm-hmm. Eagles are expanding. So uh, I don't manage the Facebook uh, page myself. Uh, so uh, my so me personally direct. You can reach over the Twitter because I do the Twitter um, for the for the for the supporters club here in San Francisco. But the Facebook, um, yeah. But hey, the best the best way to reach me is on Friday at Steph's on Second Street, where uh, I'm going to be watching. We'll see how many people. It's a working day, right? So it's uh, 11:30 uh, lunchtime. Uh, so if, if, um, some of us are not going to be in town for that. So let's see. If I'm going to be watching it by myself in at Steph's, but uh, maybe there'll be more people. But if you're in town, if you're in San Francisco, and you want to watch uh, the Düsseldorf Frankfurt game, uh, come on by. Even if you're a Düsseldorf supporter, you know, come on by and watch the game. There you go, everybody. I mean, what could be more welcoming than Roman giving you a big old hug and probably buying you your first uh, pint of beer? I can't say after the first one, but you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh. Well, let's see. Wait a second. Shouldn't you be buying me beer? No, just uh, all that being said, if you want to watch the game with me, if you're in the Kansas City area, well, hey, you know, wonderful place, part of the country to visit. Just saying, you know, the foliage is changing right now. So, you know, if that's your kind of bag and you want to do it in the Midwest, Kansas City is the place to be, and Casey Beer Company. Are you going to watch it there this Friday, or are you working? Oh, Oh, I have got enough goodwill to be able to uh, watch this one live. It's going to be great. Oh, no. I'm taking a half day. (laughs) Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, hey, folks, that's what the devotion uh, calls for. So. Going to be watching that Casey Beer Company. So if you take if you listen to HEF Pond and you are able to watch the match in Kansas City and go to Casey Beer Company, you can tap me on the shoulder and we'll negotiate whether you are gonna get a Moss Krug or just the half liter. You know. Hey, you might only be able to drink the half you might only be able to consume the half liter. You know, the liters are not for everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But there's plenty of good beer that will be available. So, that being said, you can follow me, Brian Sanders, at KCSDE on Twitter. You can follow the show at HEFPod. Email the show. Yes, the we yes we still have that available. That is HeyEintrachtFrankfurt at Yahoo.com. And follow us on Facebook. And that is Facebook.com slash HEFPod. So, from all of us here at HeyEintrachtFrankfurt, it's a... Uh, Tschüss. Tschüss. Oh, actually, no, the, the best one is now, uh, um, uh, is it Deutschland's beste Mannschaft? Yeah, Deutschland's beste Mannschaft. Deutschland's beste Mannschaft, SGE. 
That's the, that, that we can sing this now. It's absolutely, yeah. What can you do? Tschüss. Hey, I'm